Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Whenever I hear anyone say I'm the problem, I just assume they're talking to me. Because, well, that's just life when you grow up with a lot of angst. And yeah, that's just reality. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. I'm neither Kenny nor Carlin. Neither is Shay Cornette, who is with me here. I'm Michael Ross, St. ESPN Radio, and Kenny and Carlin, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to go out to the phones now to talk with Mike Bray. And if you know that name, well, you should. He was Notre Dame's head basketball coach for a long time, long enough that Shay's husband, Jordan, has known him for many decades. I covered Mike Bray for four years. Oh, what? 15, 17 years ago. He's going to be with the Atlanta Hawks this season. Mike, thanks for taking some time. And before we get to basketball, so you were on the golf course today with Shay's husband. <laughs> How bad did oh. this go, man? <laughs> well, well, Michael, Shay, it's great to be with you. And Shay, I left the bar to catch a flight in Tampa and Jordan was still there. Don't so do I, you may want to check and and, and get him out of the clubhouse. But, uh, no, I, uh, uh, you know, Jordan uh, was with me in my early stages, man. He uh, he stayed with me. He committed to Matt Doherty, and then I got the job and was able to talk him into coming, and he is our all-time leading shot blocker, as he mentioned many times last night uh, was, when he spoke. I was going to say, did he slip you a 20 or something? Not that you need it on the way out to uh, make Drop this on the radio, please, because he loves to mention that. Uh, I, I, he was he maybe put a birdie in my ear, but I was going to ask anyways how the event went yesterday, because I know he introduced you, and you guys are down there in Florida for a coaches versus cancer event. Yeah, Shay, it was great. It raised a lot of money, and you know we've been, I've been involved with coaches versus cancer at Delaware and then at Notre Dame, and you know it was great. Bobby Cremins, Jim Herrick, Jim Beheim, Tubby Smith, you know the, the, that older guard of coaches that you know I certainly always looked up to. They they were there. It was a great event, raised money, and and uh, coaches versus cancer. You know it's been a great program and and uh, uh, for a great cause. And Jordan. Of course, Jordan's always been involved and very supportive and helpful. So I think they had a lot of fun. They raised some money, and uh, you know now I got to get back to work. There's a draft workout with the Hawks tomorrow morning, and I got to get my butt back and be ready to go. We're talking to Atlanta Hawks assistant coach and former Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And since you mentioned your new job with the Hawks, let's start there because I think a lot of people are not necessarily familiar with what you're going to be doing with the Hawks. What is exactly your role going to be? And also what's this transition like been like for you after so many years in college? Well, you know, Mike, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, in that I, I think we're going to announce our staff tomorrow. I think Quinn Snyder is going to announce the staff tomorrow. And I think we're still putting the pieces together. Of course, he and I spoke back in March because uh, I, I was, I was done with my business at Notre Dame pretty early and and said hey why don't you come down here with me i you know i coached quinn at duke in 1988 and 89 he and danny ferry were juniors when i got the assistant coaching job so we go 
way back. We've always shared ideas in the off season. I think I've stolen a lot more of his ideas than he ever did of mine. He's just a he's an amazingly brilliant basketball mind, a bit of a savant in my opinion, and and then a great connector with young people. So, you know, I you know, Shay, twenty three South Bend winners. I'm in Atlanta now. I I, I think this is going to work. I'm I'm into this. Hey, coach, you just keep reinventing yourself. That's what I know. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. We're talking to Mike Bray, Shea Cornette, and Michael Rothstein here with you, leading into Game 5 of the NBA Finals. And that's where we're going to go next, coach, because uh, speaking of former players and everything that you've accomplished in your life, one of yours happens to be an associate head coach for the Miami Heat, and that would be Chris Quinn. Um, now, I, I laugh with Jordan when we do radio, because I'm like, did you phone a friend when he starts giving me all the ins and outs of the Miami Heat? I know that Quinn is not like that. <laughs> and not going to dish out information. But nonetheless, you know him as a person, you know him as a player, and you know him as a basketball mind. Miami Heat are down 3-1 tonight. This game, this series shifts back to Denver and what could be a closeout game for the Nuggets. What do you know about your former player and what the Miami Heat could pull out tonight in, in a must-win situation? Well, Chris Quinchet was the first player I recruited 23 years ago. He was the first guy that signed up. You know, Jordan and Chris Thomas – had committed to Matt Dorian, I kept them. But the first pure guy I recruited was Chris Quinn. Great career. No one would have thought he would have been an NBA player. I think he had seven, eight, nine years in the league and is close to getting a head job. They are obviously desperate. And Quinn and I talked about this yesterday or Saturday. I think you got to play hero now. you got to reinvent. You rode the karma, and it was beautiful karma without him. And now you got to try something else again. It's almost like that unit that had such a magical run, and it was magical as an eight seed. It's over. It's not working. And I, I, I read, I just happened to read, Quinn and I talked about it Saturday. I read when I got to the airport that he's available. You've got to try something just to change the energy, the karma. Hey, he may get 35 tonight, and you steal one. And and so I I, I kind of like hearing that. I love what they're doing with their zone. Um, you know, they have been really dedicated to that, and it's changed the rhythm of the game when you have to play against them and your shots are coming differently and NBA guards can't get into pick and roll like they want to versus man-to-man. So, But I am so interested to watch – the hero dynamic, you got to throw them in there and maybe something really gets going again and playing some zone in Denver. Obviously, Denver is so confident right now, and God, are they gifted. And the big fella is a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew, ballet dancer <laughs> disguised as a basketball player. Beautiful. We're, we're talking Atlanta Hawks assistant coach of former Notre Dame head basketball coach Mike Bray here on Candy and Carla on ESPN Radio alongside Shea Cornette and Michael Rothstein. You mentioned Nikola Jokic. You had the big whistle for many years, decades. How would you attempt to defend a guy like Jokic? You know, I think the – and I've heard all and – and I think Miami's tried to do it at times. He is so – I mean, such a great passer, and he's so secure within himself of not getting a shot for a whole quarter or a half as long as he's d- dumping at the guys and they're scoring. That – is really not normal. Usually guys get a little wacky um, and need a shot or need to force something. And so playing him a little one-on-one and then playing some zone where he catches it at the foul line and, you know, Adebayo stays back and, you know, will you make 15-footers all night? 
will you do that? And and instead of kicking it out and threes go up. But um, I, I'm just so impressed with certainly the tempo he plays with, but he's he's secure to pass all the time and not go, well, maybe, maybe I need to get one this time. It, it's really – he's a great role model when you want to talk to guys about, yo, man, just keep moving the ball if we're playing well. It'll come back around to you. Look, he's already talking like an NBA coach. You hear this? You hear this, Rothstein? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a combination of what I heard when I covered him in college and what I'm expecting to hear from yeah. him now in Atlanta. You know, Mike, you've made, you've made the transition well. <laughs> you know, it, it's been fun. You know what's neat? It's all basketball. You know, I, I used to not get to my guys till 3 o'clock. They were in class. Yeah. A college coach waits on their guys till about 3. And and uh, I'm on the court at 9 a.m. You're working out the Hawks guys that are in town. you got a draft workout coming through. And, you know, I really haven't spoken to uh, an AAU coach in two months, and that's, you know, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, coach. I was say, that's a win in some ways, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it is. It's, it's really been cool to just focus on the game and kind of talk basketball afterwards. I mean, the college, college head job, as you guys well know, it, it may be 15% basketball, 20 at the most. It's it's really the recruiting and the, you know, handling admissions and alumni and raising money and now raising NIL money and all of that stuff. And, I didn't, you know, I forgot how – yeah, I've actually thought the last two months has almost been professional development for me because I've been able to do just basketball. And I don't think the last 10 years as a college coach I ever got any of that. You, by the, you know, you – I tell people all the time, you know, you may not talk about how to attack Syracuse's zone for three months with your staff, but you talk recruiting every day. And you usually get inter- interrupted in a basketball meeting for a recruiting call. <laughs> you know, something because <laughs> you're just always on guard. And uh, so it, it, it was great. I loved it. I had 28 years as a head coach and almost 40 altogether. And, but this is really neat. And, uh, you know, I was a high school coach. I, then I college coach, try this NBA stuff before uh, before it's over. Well, Mike, we're going to be following everything that you do down in Atlanta this year, and uh, hopefully I'll see you down in Atlanta at some point soon. Really appreciate you taking some time today. Thanks, Coach. Come, come see us, and Shay, keep doing your thing. We love you on Sports Center. Thanks, Coach. Really appreciate it, and same to you. We'll be rooting for you from Connecticut. See you later. See you soon. That was Atlanta Hawks assistant coach, former Notre Dame head basketball coach Mike Bray, joining us on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Tune in for Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM, Channel 80. The Nuggets are up on the heat 3-1, to one, which, Shay, when you think of that and where they are, the Nuggets right now. This is Candy and Carlin in ESPN Radio alongside Shea Cornett and Michael Rothstein. What do you think Denver's mindset is tonight? We know what Miami's mindset is. What's Denver's? Uh, win. I was listening <laughs> to Nikola Jokic's uh, um, well, shoot-around sound yesterday, and he used the word desperate, and I like chuckled a little. I'm like, desperate? Because certainly Denver's not desperate for a win. They're desperate for a championship, and I think they want to win at home. And maybe those two things equate to desperation, and I think that's a lot of Michael Malone talking. But um, that seems to be the buzzword that the Nuggets are throwing around, that they're desperate. And again, they're certainly not, but that's kind of the mentality. It feels like the mindset of the Nuggets here heading into Game 5 tonight. Um, I think after Game 2, 
And I think Coach Malone has hinted at this. Like, we're not going to listen to anything. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to do it. Because after game one, we were all praising the Nuggets. This is going to be a sweep. This is going to be this. They're so much more powerful. They're, can you believe what my, the Miami Heat stink? Blah, blah, blah. Game two, they come out. Everyone's shooting. Everyone's doing what they're supposed to do when they win the game. And I think they just don't want a repeat of what happened in game two back on their home court. And so desperate is the the term that I heard a lot yesterday at shoot around. And so when you ask what their mindset is, I think that's it. You're probably right there. Here's what Michael Malone, the Nuggets head coach, had to say about Denver's mindset heading into tonight. Once that jump ball goes off tomorrow night, you know our, our players, every possession, every moment of that game can't be, we have to win this game. Like We have to stay true to ourselves, trust what's gotten us to this point. And uh, the message after game four of Miami was, you know, everybody's yelling, you know, just one more win. And hey, let's just win the first quarter tomorrow night. You know, take it in small bites, take it in small bites. And if you do that possession by possession, quarter by quarter, hopefully when 48 minutes are over, you've done what you needed to do. But um, this team has been through a lot. Last two years, no Jamal Murray. Last season, no uh, Michael Porter. And um, to get back healthy, to add some key pieces, this is a team that's been tested before and I think is really built for this moment. And uh, our guys are excited for that opportunity tomorrow. You heard Michael Malone mention Jamal Murray. You heard him mention Michael Porter. He did not mention his constant. That's Nikola Jokic. He explained what he believes is their approach tonight entering game five it's not if we're gonna approach it as a must win game you know for for i know i know it's a it's a big opportunity and, and i think everybody knows and by the reflection of the practice uh, today how everybody will locked in i think i think we're gonna be ready for tomorrow uh and you know that's our day for to, to do their job and to keep us uh, keep us uh not relax, keep us tight, and uh, they're doing a really good job. And I think the vets are in, in this league is are really important uh, for the Agen team, for the whatever team. You need to have a good vets. Shay, you heard what Michael Malone said. You heard what Nikola Jokic said. Does anything in that surprise you based off what we know about these guys? Uh, no, not at all. It's it, it, that that Nikola Jokic sounds a little bit of a hard listen for me sometimes because <laughs> he's all over the place and like a monotone voice. Um, and that's okay. But the point is, the Miami Heat are gonna give you everything. Like, let me paraphrase: the Miami Heat are gonna give you everything that they've got. Um, they're gonna keep you off balance. They're gonna keep you on your toes, and you have to be ready for everything. Okay, fine. Isn't that what we expect from a game five? Um, nothing that either these two coaches or star players said to me at all was surprising. What is surprising, I think, for me tonight is how Tyler Hero is going to factor into this equation. We have yet to hear 100% if he's going to play or not. We just heard from um, associate head coach Chris Quinn's former head coach in college, Mike Bray, that they talked on Saturday about this entire situation that they should try their hand with Tyler Hero, no pun intended, kind of, and see what they could get from him. And maybe he... You never know. He could give you some sport, sort of spark off the bench and provide 30 and look, you're going back to Miami with the dub. You just never know, and so why not try it? Um, when we were talking to Mark Kessinger earlier, he said same thing. Like, you do have no idea what you're going to give, and if maybe this was a situation where the Miami Heat lost game two, we would have seen him earlier in this series, which I think is promising for him playing tonight. Nonetheless, um, I don't think the Miami Heat are going to go down without a fight, and we know, and we've talked already today, how good of a coach Eric Spolstra is. 
And to think that he's just going to like ho, 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 hum, go on into Denver without a plan of attack here and just leave without even trying in game five is absolutely foolish. They'll throw everything in the kitchen sink at Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and try and slow them down. And then they'll try to add a surprise factor and Tyler Hero off the bench. Restricted minutes or not, he's good at making threes. They'll rely on him to hopefully do that. And I think we're going to get something that maybe we don't suspect quite tonight. I said it earlier. I'll say it again, Michael. Whenever everyone's thinking one way, it makes me nervous. And everyone thinks tonight's a wrap for the for the Miami Heat. It's all Denver's to lose. We're creating a legacy. I don't know. Like, I eh, make, what's the line? By the way, what's the line, line of the game tonight? Does anyone? Know? Uh, I believe it's eight and a half. Denver's favorite. A lot of points. Oh, I would listen, and we'll get to this a little bit later in the show. I, I would, but. I would take Miami with the points tonight because at worst, I think this is going to be close. At worst, I feel like this game is going to be a close game throughout because this is Miami's last chance. Miami has nothing to lose here. It's, in, it's interesting. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called Choke. It's about how performance in sports and performance in business. And often when you have a team that is about to win a series – and they're up comfortably, they don't necessarily come out with that same level of intensity as they have because you're also getting that level of intensity from their opponent. That, to me, makes this interesting tonight because we also know, like you were saying, Shay, Eric Spolster can coach. He's going to have a good strategy. He's going to figure out, because I'm sure he's been thinking about it for days, how he would want to use Tyler Hero if, if and when he does come back and what that maybe does for Bam Adebayo as well. There's a lot of little machinations in there that maybe can take the Nuggets off their game in the first half. And then at that point, maybe the Nuggets start thinking a little bit. That to me is, I think, what they have to have happen. And I don't, I don't even know that the the Heat know how they're going to utilize Tyler Hero. It's been what did we say, fifty seven days since he's last played in an NBA game. I, he's going to have to see how he feels as the game progresses. And they've never, certainly, he's never faced the Denver Nuggets. So, like, I don't even think anyone realizes like he could go in and not feel good and come out after one possession. Like, we're going to have to wait and just see how this whole thing goes. And I think the Miami Heat know that. They they do know that, but. Here's the thing. If they lose, they also have four or five months. Well, how many months is it until the season starts in October, training camp in September? To lament about that and maybe not giving it as much of a shot. If they, it's we're, Because we're also talking about a hand injury here. We're not talking about him coming back from a torn ACL or even a plantar fasciitis in his foot. It's a different type of injury. Well, yeah, it'll affect his shooting, but it's not going to be something where there could be some major structural damage done. So I think it's, it's a little bit different of a situation where he can maybe do things even if the hand is bothering him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, it, it, I mean, for a shooter who obviously has played – so many minutes. I'm trying to pull up the nug- uh, the nuggets I had earlier today. Here we go on his on him um, his shooting percentages. So his best scoring month of the season was the last full month that we saw him, which was mu- which was March, and it, he averaged around 22 points per game and made over 43 percent of his triples in those 13 games. And I think that tells you obviously he was on to something before he went out with this injury. Can he channel that? Can he go back to that? Has he been? you know preparing like that 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 remains to be seen but 57 days is a long break between games um but i think it does tell you something the fact that he was playing so well when he went out with that injury hopefully he can get back to that same form we shall see and shay that's the thing with tyler hero and and we haven't really touched on this yet maybe we will a bit later in the show as well i don't know if it's the first shot that's going to be the most important for him i think it's going to be the second yeah, because the first one, there'll be a whole bunch of nerves, stuff like that. If it goes in, great. But it's that second shot. If he makes that second shot, 
whether that first one goes in or not, then he's going to be more comfortable in more of a rhythm. And then maybe, just maybe that would be when you would get a lot out of Tyler Hero that maybe you weren't expecting tonight. Game 5 tonight in Denver is a hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Coming up, the first domino of the NBA offseason has dropped. We'll explain all about it next. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. <laughs> this isn't this isn't nice. This is painting my husband in a bad light. This isn't nice. No. And we've got like this is like the week leading into Father's Day. I can't lay, I can't let this happen. I can't. I have to be nice. Hey, you I can blame nice. you can blame our producer Eric Hanneman for this one. Eric. I had nothing to do with this. Eric. I had nothing to do with this at all. I am I am throwing Eric <laughs> and Javante firmly under the bus, Just and then I am like. Like the school bus, beep, 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 backing. Nope, I have nothing to do with this. Okay, well, let me tell all of you, uh, Eric and Michael and Josiah, that this isn't nice. And Josiah really should be scared because Josiah has to work with Jordan a lot. So I really, and actually, E, do you have to work with Jordan tomorrow? I didn't say which sound to use. I just said, let's have some fun with this. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, it technically was Joe Sad's idea. Um, yeah, I think I am working with your husband. Okay, perfect. Tomorrow. I'll let him know this happened. Um, but I have to like he was at the airport before we talked to Coach Bray, and I knew that. See, this is just like Coach Bray, though, just to kind of put a little riff between everyone. Because had I not just talked to Jordan, I would have been texting rapid fire. You better not be at that bar. Quick, quick fingers. Nothing quick. Fit no fingers quicker than an angry woman. Let me tell you, none. And I will be the first one to tell you that. Hey, listen, Mike Bray used to run the slow burn offense. He's just kind of maybe doing that today during the show. Let it slow burn. And an hour from now, who knows where this show's going to go? This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. And we were just having so much fun, I almost lost my voice. Alongside Shay Cornette, I'm Michael Rossi. ESPN Radio is always presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in for Game 5 of the NBA Finals tonight. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And on Sirius XM, Channel 80, the Nuggets up on the heat, 3 to one and you know what Shay? we've been talking a lot about this and we don't know yet whether tyler hero is going to play tonight he's questionable mark hesher who's calling the game tonight here on espn radio that you can hear starting at 7 30 with some pregame work said that they're going to watch him during warm-up see what happens mm-hmm. but there's been other nba news today according to espn sources Toronto Raptors all-star guard Fred Van Vliet is declining his $22.8 million player option and becoming an unrestricted free agent in July. Shay, is this a smart move for Fred Van Vliet? Um, sure. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, to me, a very good player, don't get me wrong, but he's not one that I'm like, oh, the Raptors are going to be far worse off without him. And whatever team he lands on is going to now catapult into being the number one team in the East or West, wherever he lands. A very good player, and I'm not taking that away from him, but to me... This is just kind of the start of the dominoes falling in terms of free agency. Um, He will definitely benefit a team, but I don't know that the Toronto Raptors were right there by any stretch of the imagination. And look, this doesn't mean that he can't go back to the Toronto Raptors. It just means that he's not picking up his player option and that if he's going to go there, then maybe they have to restructure something. But nonetheless, to me, this doesn't quite move the needle as much as someone else might. Um, And again, I think this is just the first of a lot of news that we're going to have in the coming days and weeks here in terms of free agency in the NBA. No, without a doubt. And Woj was talking earlier, and here's what he had to do, had to say about explaining why Fred Van Vliet is opting for a free agency instead of $22.8 million. I'm told uh, Toronto's all-star guard Fred Van Vliet is declining his $22.8 million player option on next season. He'll become an unrestricted free agent now in July. He's certainly not ruled out the possibility of a return to the Raptors where he's played his seven-year NBA career. But now he becomes a significant target I think for teams who have salary cap space, but also teams without cap space who might want to try to work a sign-and-trade deal with the Raptors. A lot of interest in Van Vliet in the marketplace. And I think a lot of teams who talk to the Raptors uh, back around the trade deadline ahead of it will likely want to revisit uh, uh, the the possibility of trying to acquire a a cornerstone player in Fred Van Vliet. I will say this, uh, Rothstein, in terms of what Woj just said, the biggest part of this is that the fact that Van Vliet has played in Toronto – his entire career, seven years, which makes this feel like a bigger deal. Whenever you have a, a player of his caliber 
be somewhere for that long and then decide to go elsewhere. That's what makes this a big story, obviously. So I will say, and Woj always gives us, always makes things feel so much more and so important. You know, we forget the minor details that he provides to us. And I had forgotten that, that he had been there with the Toronto Raptors since he was drafted. And to me, that makes this feel even bigger. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors find a way to keep him there in Toronto. Perhaps, but there's other, one other wrinkle to this too. Obviously, his head coach no longer is head coach because Nick mm-hmm. Nurse is now in Philly. Right, that might be a really smart landing place for him because that gives a different type of player to match with Joel Embiid because that's the thing. They have to figure out who their number two and number three players mm-hmm. are next to Embiid. And Fred Van Vliet would, I think, thrive in that situation because Embiid's going to get so much attention that will open things up on the outside for Van Vliet. Yeah, I mean, I think it was obvious this this Harden-Embiid experiment, it, it, while it was great on paper and I think we saw flashes of greatness, I don't think it necessarily leads to long-term success there in Philadelphia. It sounds like Harden could be reunited with, you know, a former franchise in the Houston Rockets. And so that, to me, would make a lot of sense. And that's what I mean. Like, he doesn't have to go there and be some number one, some face of the franchise, the leader of a locker room. He needs to go there and do what he does best and be a good component player. And I think Van Vliet would be a great fit, actually, in Philadelphia. Yeah, plus he also ends up being, and you know this, you've been around sports your whole life, is that when you are a new coach coming in, you want to have one or two guys who understand you. Your yeah. system can be your guys in that locker room. And if it ends up being the second or third best guy on your team, even better because that guy's going to command a former all-star. That guy's going to command a different level of respect than if it's like the sixth man or the seventh man or a couple bench guys who maybe people are like, oh, well, real okay, you know that guy. But if it's a starter, if it's a key guy, that's a massive, massive deal, I think, when you're looking at where maybe Fred Van Vliet will go if he decides not to go back to Toronto. Where else? I mean, is there anywhere else, Shay, that you stands out to you? are like, oh, that makes a lot of sense with him? No, <clears throat> no, not <laughs> off the top of my head. Like I've been playing this game with Chris Paul. Like, where's the best place for him to go for with uh, with James Harden? I haven't. Uh, like, no. I, to me, I think the best option is for him to stay in Toronto, and I think the second best would be for him to go with Nick Nurse and to Philadelphia. Like, to me, those are 1A and 1B, and there's not really much in between. That's my opinion on this. No, that's fair. And coming up next, you just mentioned Chris Paul. We're going to get to him and what maybe his future will look like. That and more around the NBA. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I like this so one. She, I know she, she's waving at me. She's kind of dancing a little oh, bit okay. over the Zoom screen. I, I, I'll take it. Taylor Swift was in Detroit over the weekend. Tickets went for, I think my buddy Dave Burkett, who covers the Lions for the free press, bought them for his daughter and his wife. And I think he spent, oh, I think, the mortgage on his house for the month Ridiculous. on each ticket. It was insane. So but, stupid. hey, you know... Good on Taylor Swift, capitalism at its finest, but she's also incredibly, incredibly talented. This is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Because Taylor Swift is playing, you know that it's neither Candy nor Carlin hosting the show today. Shay Cornette, I'm Michael Rothstein. To We're be fair, I would have boycotted it too. I like Taylor, but I just feel like... We're all like in Swifty land the last few months. I can't. I can't. Like Belichick's at the concert. I can't. I, it's too much. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has come out as a Swift. He's come out fully as a full on Swifty. I need to reel everyone back in a little. Like, come on. But w- why? If she brings someone joy and happiness, and she brings all these people joy and happiness, hundreds of dollars given away to her at a time, and some to Ticketmaster. Like, what's wrong with that? Live music brings me joys and happiness. I don't care what concert we're at. So I, I think it's partially that so, for some of these people. But also, I like her. I just feel like the obsession is a little far with a lot of people. Michael, it sounds like you. The obsession's a little far. I'm with Shay I, on this. Like, she's fine. Like, well, okay, the music's okay, catchy. Saying, like, it's fine. I just, it I just, is. It's, she has good beats. Fine. Oh, I can, nice. I can, that's fine. She has some, some good beats. Some well, aren't great. Well, Shay, all right. Well, you said you'll go to any live music. So, like, if, Not any. if, That's a if Guar, I was going to say, if Guar was playing, would you go see Guar? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like hardcore, like metal. Like, mm, no. That would okay. Me like, like, if Nita Strauss, one of the best guitarists in the country, in oh, the yeah, world, I actually. I would Nita go to Stra- that. No, she, she's Alice Cooper's guitarist. She's actually starting on a uh, nationwide solo tour tomorrow to in Nashville. Great. I'd uh, love to do that. That sounds relaxing, okay. fun, and live music. That sounds great. Heavy metal rock, like equivalent to my baby's crying, I don't need. Thank you. I already have enough headaches. No, thank you. But I could do like guitar. I could do singing. I could do... That's fine. I would okay. even do free Taylor Swift concerts. I'm just not going to pay half my mortgage to go see, you know, four or five songs that I enjoy. That's just no, me. I, listen, I get it. I, I considered paying a month and a half of my rent or whatever it would be to go see Taylor Swift here in Atlanta. And I decided, you know what? I, I like living in my apartment and, and exactly. paying rent. And that, that seemed to be the better choice for me. But here's one guy who is going to have potentially options as well, but he doesn't want to take at least one team on the veteran minimum. That is Chris Paul, CP3, is said reportedly he has little interest in rejoining the Phoenix Suns. What a transition. Through free agency on a one-year deal worth the veteran minimum, which can probably get him like, I don't know, maybe a section of a Taylor Swift concert at at the veteran minimum of the NBA at this point. I'm just saying Chris Paul would reportedly consider the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Knicks, 
Maybe the Suns, if they were going to pay him more. Shay, I think you think another team would be intriguing, although I don't think that it has something in common with those teams, which are our championship aspirations. Uh, no, yeah. Well, no, I think the Spurs always have championship aspirations, and that would be my pick for Chris Paul to go there. I have no inside information here. Um, I'm going with... Webb and Yama being a rookie and them needing a veteran presence in that locker room and who better than Chris Paul. Um, I think, and I know I'm kind of taking this a hard left turn, but I feel like part of the problem with what's going on in Memphis with the Grizzlies is that there was no true veteran presence for Ja Morant to be around, to look up to, to be mentored by, to talk through, whatever it is. And I like that the Spurs have already said Webinyama is going to be mentored and speaking with Tim Duncan. Step one, I think taking it an even spe- a step further and having a guy like Chris Paul on that roster who knows how to be an adult, who knows ha- how to be a leader in a locker room, and who can provide valuable minutes to a basketball team. Um, with a rookie and a sensation like Wembenyama feels like a good fit for me. And so while um, I, I didn't mean to like take it there with the Grizzlies, but I do think that like going forward, when you have phenomenal talent on your roster, it would be behoove of these organizations to think about what goes around them to make them the best versions of themselves when they're 18, 19 years old and confused at being a superstar. That's, ju- that's just my opinion, and that's why I think that makes sense. Listen, not only that... The best point guard on their roster right now is Devontae Graham. So Chris Paul, for a couple years, could be a great mentor to a lot of guys on that roster because it's going to be a young team. But the question would be, does Chris Paul really want to go out like that? And I think it probably goes to how many more years does Chris Paul want to play? If he only wants to play one more year, San Antonio doesn't make a lot of sense because you figure he's going to try and go out and win a championship. And those L.A. teams, the Warriors, the Knicks even – you know, maybe maybe a team like Dallas would make sense there because him and Luca could play really well together. But if he wants to play two, three more years, maybe a team like the Spurs would make a ton of sense. I, I like that option for the mentorship aspect. I just feel like they might be a little too far away, Shay, from the championship aspect. Yeah. They might be, and I, I know in the list that you laid out: Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, Knicks. I mean, those aren't even; those are not obviously any of those named the Spurs. To me, it just feels like it would be a nice fit of the ones that he's laid out. Yeah, of course, the Lakers. I, honestly, Lakers, Clippers. The only one that I can't really see is Warriors for some reason. But I think the Knicks is a decent option. The Clippers are a decent option, and the Lake. I don't know that he'd be the number one option for the Knicks. Like he might have to rotate some bench minutes as well. But I, I they all are fine and good. I just think the Spurs make sense for the rookie factor of it all. Absolutely. The one thing with the Suns that really stands out to me is this. You got eight and you know what's going to happen there. You just traded yeah. for KD and now all of a sudden that thing that you tried to build for maybe a two-season window looks like it might be blowing up. You have to be a little bit worried. Coming up next, the latest on Tyler Hero. Will he save the Heat? Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.